Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.P. Young and Christian Weaver. Welcome to Double Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Double Tech. Christian, what's popping, man? Hadn't been a great day so far. It hasn't been a great day? Hadn't been a great day so far. You know, I, I'm hoping it'll get better, but it's uh, it, it is it won't st- for roughly a year. Jeez, it's going to be that long? Yeah. Gosh. We'll get into it. Yeah, we, we will. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Double Tech. Yeah, um, you, we, we've been doing the the redrafts, and we're going to get to that, no doubt. This is the best year, but we're going to have some fun with it. But a, a lot of things have actually popped off, so we have to pay, take a pause in the draft and kind of get to some big news in uh, Lakerland. Championship is a lock now, Christian. Oh, yeah. I mean, Patrick Beverly went on ESPN months ago and said if he was on this team, no other changes, Western Conference Finals. Do we think that's accurate? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't at all. Yeah, me either. Me either. Um, the Lakers team, this is a good move in my opinion. I oh. mean, Patrick Beverly's a valuable piece for your team, and I'm sure you're very happy to have him on your team. You know, it's funny because this scenario has been presented to me way before he was even close to becoming a Laker. That, oh, if, what if Patrick Beverly came to your team? How would you feel? The thing about players from other teams that I may not like coming to L.A., you know, I can put those feelings aside for the greater good of the squad. I don't have to just fully love you Embrace them. Yes. You're not going to be my favorite player or anything, but now you're working for the Purple and Gold. So I'll be all right. I'm not losing sleep about it. It's just it's wild to imagine. To me, the biggest thing is him and Russ on the same team. I think that's the biggest thing. I just don't think it happens. You don't? I think Russ gets traded. You could be right. You may be right, but I don't want him to. I really don't. And I think I think we'll, you know, Rob Polinka and Clutch Sports have been trying to get him traded. Think so. Just kind of, but it just hasn't happened yet. But now their uh, word on the street is they're open to trading two first round picks, which would make Russell a lot more movable. Dang, for real? Yeah, I mean, Russell's got an expiring contract. That's like $44 million or something like that. That's pretty high. Which is a valuable asset because you can get off two contracts. Yeah. But I, two bad contracts and just take on the one and be out of it after a year, you know? See, you know me, Christian. You know I get emotionally attached to my guys. I don't want to see them go yet. I know he had like the worst possible season <laughs> he, had he could have. Bad year. Like really his worst season that he's ever had. But I really want him to redeem himself. I would love for him to get a chance to not even make good on his promise. I just want him to play better. That's all. I would also like to see him playing a lot better for the Lakers. But what if you get into the season and he's not playing better and then you can't trade him for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner? Well, then we'll revisit it. But, I, but you can't then. Well, Because the, the Pacers are like, nah, we're good. I don't know, man. I just I don't want to see him leave. I really don't. I just I so feel like... 
and I can't you can't really say he didn't get a chance because he, he did. got one. He yeah. got one, but just just one more year, Christian. That's all I ask. Just one more year. Darvin Ham's gonna fix him. That would be great. I don't know if he can, <laughs> but you know what? And see, this is the thing. And I and I hate making that comparison, but I feel like Russ needs to have that that Carmelo moment. You know what I mean? Because there was a point in time you got to accept it. You know, and that's all he has to do because we know what he can do. I mean, he averaged a triple double. We know the energy he plays with, the points he can put up, just to how much he can affect the game. And I know it's tough for him to take a step back and tune it down because he's 120% all the time. He's nonstop. But he's going to have to slow it down just a little bit. If, if Darvin Ham can get him to do that, oh, dude, it, it'll be fantastic. It'll change everything. Yeah, I think he could be like the best uh, kind of six-man-ish role in the league. Yes, dude. With the way he plays. Imagine if But he will. has to accept that role. He has to. And, and But imagine if you will if he did accept that role. Oh, dude. It's, hey, championship in L.A. That, that's the thing. We were supposed to be in the running for you were a fight just off the name of on the name on our rosters or the names on our roster. We were supposed to be in the running and it just didn't happen. We looked worse and worse like every game. It was like, boy, these guys have no hope. So, uh, so don't move them. I'm just saying don't move them yet. I think if, you know, you bring in, you're bringing in Patrick Beverly, you shipped out Taywin Horton Tucker, who is not that good. I liked him, too. Yeah, he <laughs> he's not that good. He had high potential. It seemed like he was beating he he was playing well when it didn't matter. I guess yes. that's the best way yes. to put it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh I think maybe in Utah he'll have maybe a little bit more opportunity. I think so too. And he could be better. Yeah. Um Stanley Johnson, he's he played good for like two weeks. And, I, mean, <laughs> I was gonna say three weeks, but yeah, yeah he's him too. He's not a factor. Yeah. So I think it's a good trade getting Patrick Beverly. He had a good year last year. He had Timberwolves. A, dude, he we he <laughs> after they won that championship. Um, yeah, that playing. Oh man, it, it was serious. On the scores table. You think he's going to do that with the Lakers? He better not. <laughs> he you, you got you got to understand your environment. Of course, he he had the whole spiel talking about you know Minnesota needing something, all that stuff. LA doesn't need anything but championships, man. Like these moral victories and these getting over the humps. We ain't got no time for that. It's it's win. Or go home. It really is win a bus. That's it. So just play your role, Pat. I still feel like if, and it's a huge if, <laughs> if AD could be relatively healthy mm. and you could get him for like 60-something games and you can get LeBron for 60-something games, you could be good. You presented me Now, that. you may not you may not be like championship level, but you could be top five in the West maybe if you get those guys healthy. Top five in the West, I can... I can live with that, but I got to be honest. I keep saying it. I just don't think AD is going to play. You you said what, mm-hmm. under over uh, 50? Is that what you said yeah. when we were talking? Over under 50 games. I don't see him playing. That's a lot of games for Mr. Yeah, Glass to be playing. It's like barely over half. That, but just AD we talking about, Chris. I know. This this is AD. We're not, Let's see. How many games did he play last year? Two. No, he, he <laughs> no, played he more, played more He played, I feel like. Okay, because we were talking about how terrible last year the shooting was, was. It was a disaster last year. What did he? I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say AD played 22 games. He played 40 games. No, he did not. No, he didn't. So you mean to tell me he played almost or right at half the season? There's no way. Yep. There's no way. And did you know that his minutes played are higher than his first two years in Los Angeles? Are you serious? Yeah, per game anyway. 
do? He's playing more minutes per game? It does not feel like it. It really does not feel like he was playing that much or that often. 40 games? Nah, there's no way. The year before, in 2020, 2021, he played 36 games. That sounds about right. And then your championship year, he played 62. Oh, yeah, he was balling. So, yeah. I, if you could get him for like 60, 62, you'd be good. If, but if, here's his track record, you know. 64 games, 67 games, 68 games, 61 games, 75 games, 75 games, 56 games, 62 games, 36, 40. So he's played over 70 games only twice in his career. That's amazing. So, I, yeah, I don't see him playing 60 this year. 50. 50 is hopeful. Because he played 40 last year, which is amazing. I did not think that was going to be the number. Yeah, I don't see him playing 60. How many games were there in the 2019-20 season? 2019-20. Because, you know, that was the COVID year, of course. So you got suspended in March. Did they, did we, was it still seven? The ramp up to the playoffs didn't count, right? I'm trying to see how did that work. It's funny because now that you say that, it, there was a change. Did they end up getting, was it 70 games? It may have been seventy. I feel like it I think was, they what they play like five or eight games, five games or something at warm up to playoffs. Something like that. Something like that. But yeah. So he played the majority of the games that season. He did. He was he was he was on a roll. But these season. last two seasons, it ain't been it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it hasn't. But yeah, I don't forty forty games last season is amazing. I don't see him playing fifty games this year. I hope he does. All right, over under on LeBron. 60 games. Oh, boy. Let's see how many he played last year. Okay, this dude played like... <laughs> dude play. I know he, he had missed played, some time. But I'm still going to say he played 60. I'm going to say he played 60 on the dot last year. See how off I am this time. All right. Last year, LeBron James played 56. Okay. So you're close. Okay. That, that sounds about right. But yeah, but dude, he's not getting any younger, man. And I know he's... At this point in time in his career, everybody knows what LeBron can do. So there's really no reason unless we need him to be out there constantly. Because think about all those games like last year. He was putting up like insane numbers and we were losing constantly. Well, I mean, the idea on bringing Russ on was like, oh, you can sit LeBron and you'll be okay. That was the plan. That was not the case. It did not work at out. But I feel like there were so many injuries last year that they never got a chance to really gel. At all. They didn't. Because LeBron got injured early, and then you had Anthony Davis get injured, and then LeBron came back, and then Anthony Davis was still injured, and then LeBron went out, and Anthony Davis came back, and they just barely played together at all. So, because it's crazy to have this much talent on a team and, like, not even be considered to make the playoffs. Yeah, like playoffs at all. That's what I'm saying. Like that, top ten. That hurts my stomach, man. And, <laughs> and I know these other teams are good, but – they're almost acting like we're the only team that could, you know, has to stay healthy and do all that. A lot of these other teams, like, you know. Utah's falling out. They're not making the playoffs. Oh, no, they're done. I they're, don't think Donovan Mitchell's going to play for him. You don't think so? Even if they don't move him, he's just going to Well, him. no, I don't think that's going to happen. I think by this time next year, maybe even by the trade deadline, he won't be in Utah. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Who, who's that? Uh, so who's at the top? Is it the Knicks still like Knicks in the running? Knicks and Heat, I believe, is okay. what I saw. Who would? Miami, that'd be nasty. What do you send them though? I don't know. Tyler Hero. I don't Hero, know if they have picks. They, the Tyler Hero's gone. I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, oh, Tyler, Tyler Hero would be part of it. it, it it's going to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are like <laughs> top assets in the league for them. Run them. Hey, that actually sounds like a, a nice core to that package. They got actually. any other white players? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> That's so bad. But uh, yeah, no. I, Donovan, wherever he goes, because he, he's. I can't say wherever he goes because New York, 
I don't know how much of a, a contender they're going to be just adding They'll Donovan They'll be better. Mitchell. Yeah, but. But you got Julius Randle who stinks. Oh, my gosh. Talk about he him. tricked everybody. Oh, boy. He had, yeah, like, like Russ said, he fooled y'all, yeah. man. He, he tricked everybody. See, that's unfair. He didn't fool me though. I called it. You really did. You was like, oh, I don't know about that. I was like, no, man. He's he's turned over a new leaf. He's he's found his home and his spot in New York, and he's gonna consistently or give him that. He played great in a contract year. Boy, did he? Yeah. Got that check. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, New York's got Jalen Brunson. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you got Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, you're you're doing fairly well at guard. But Donovan Mitchell's got to guard somebody. Mm, I know you love that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I mean, Julius Randle's—he's not it. But is he going to a better situation in Utah right now? Well, of course, yes. now, yeah. Without Rudy Gobert, but before, no. Mm, yeah, his team. So. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So, like, you're going from instead of going to a team that's a title contender, not to say you're rebuilding again, but you're definitely not in a better but, situation. But I mean, other than just getting out of Utah, if you're the Knicks in that trade. I wouldn't assume you give up R.J. Barrett. I wouldn't want to. You better not. Um, I wouldn't want to give up Obi Toppin, but you'd probably have to. Yeah. Uh, Obi Toppin, they got those three picks from OKC that are protected. They could send them all. Yeah. I think they have five available first-round picks that could be traded. Dang. So they could send five first-round picks, Obi Toppin and a couple other players. Evan Fournier. Dude. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about him. And, I mean, the real asset for the Jazz is they get back, you know, a young player, hopefully, yeah. a promising young player and a bunch of picks. Yeah. And then you move someone who doesn't really want to be there. So, kind of kill two birds with one stone. Man, that, that's crazy, though. I'm interested to see how long it takes for them to make something happen with Donovan because, yeah, I don't see him. I don't think he'll be there very much longer. Nah. But, yeah. It's, but it's gotten, gone kind of quiet for now. Well, I think everybody was waiting on the KD situation. Yeah, which... Uh, <laughs> we can go ahead and hit into that before we hit this break. We can go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, KD is staying put with the Nets. What do you think their ceiling is next year? If you have... Assuming they can actually play together. Well... Which Kyrie, I mean, at most, at most, will probably play like 55 games. Okay. You got to think about it. Kyrie's never been healthy yeah, that's for true. an entire season. That's, that's so sad when you think about like some of these superstar players that haven't just consistently played. Because Kyrie, hey, he's top tier without question. But, man, imagine a a 75-game playing Kyrie Irving and what he could do. We don't even know what that feels like, and we know how good he, good he is. Anyway, uh, so if Kyrie plays, KD plays in the East, I'm going to say – I don't know, man. I mean, I got him in the top three, but I just you got him in the top three. I got him in the top three. I, I'm thinking about it. The Bucks won. You would think possibly so. Uh, Sixers. I think they'll be pretty good, even yeah. though Doc Rivers is their head coach. Your boy. Um, the <laughs> Heat. They should be good again. Crap. Yeah, that's East is still pretty good. Yeah, still got to go through. I mean, just off the strength of KD. A healthy KD and Kyrie Irving actually playing, like they're they're so good, they really are. But I don't I don't know, man. I'll give him like a, I'll give him like a six seed. Dang, six, fifth or sixth seed. But I do think if they play to their potential, they could be championship contenders. Mm-hmm. 
Because they got a good squad. I just don't know if they'll ever, if they'll figure it out. Well, now, now everything's been uh, agreed upon that he's going to stay there. So now maybe, now maybe they can figure something out. Now maybe they will figure it out. And I saw where Ben Simmons, which I am high on Ben Simmons, higher than most. Oh my God, he was even there. Yes. Um, <laughs> really is uh, They've been looking at playing him at center, which I think would be a good thing. A little uh, small lineup. Yeah, I mean, he's 16. He's pretty big. That's yeah. what I say. I say small lineup, but Ben Simmons is not he's small. He's pretty dude. big. Yeah. And, you know, for all the people that would be like, what's he going to do when he guards Joel? What's he going to do when he guards uh, Kat or Jokic is like, what's anybody going to do? They can't stop him. You're not going to stop those guys. No, you know? you're not. So I don't think that's the big issue. Plus, he's good at defense. So oh, He's great at defense. That's what he has working for yeah. him, man. Good at defense, great passer. It's just, you know. Mm, he can't score. He can't score. And now if he's not. See, this is the thing. He can't score. He's a great passer, good at defense. But he wasn't playing. And it's like, you know, we found out later it was his what was the back that he was having issues with. Yeah, what was he had it? surgery on it. Yeah. But you gotta say something, man. Don't just leave everybody out there in limbo. I just, I don't, I don't understand some of these guys who talk, who who won't talk about what's going on, and then get mad when people talk about them. It's like, dude, no one knows what's happening with you. You're sitting there with your arms crossed, upset about. Look, we don't know what's happening. So keep the people informed, your team informed, and I mean, you gotta kind of keep the media informed because they're gonna keep asking questions. So I feel like he wouldn't have taken as much flack if from the jump everybody knew his, you know, he was dealing with that injury. But he was like, oh, word is Ben Simmons may come back up oh, if they make it to this game. It was like the whole series. Yeah. It was like, dude, he never even planned on playing. Like, seriously. So I, I don't know. Ben Simmons, you know how I feel about that. That's your boy. But I, I just I don't know about Ben Simmons, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think he can be good still. You think so? I'm not giving up on him yet. Well, um. Speaking of injuries, though. Mm. See, I, I didn't even want you to even have to get uh, on to it. Chet Holmgren is out for the season. My <laughs> will to live has gone significantly down. Okay, explain but, what happened exactly. So he was playing at Jamal Crawford's crossover event. Oh, yeah. And he went up and contested LeBron. And when he came down, he kind of rolled his ankle. Mm. Or landed on his foot awkwardly. Yeah. Well, he tore a tendon in his foot, which is called the Liz Frank tendon. And... The timetable recovery for that is like six to nine months or no. something like that. So, you know, best case scenario, he would be healthy by like March. But what's the point in playing him? Yeah. Just just sit him out and be, you know, yeah. let him get completely healthy and he'll come back next year. I am uh, encouraged, though, because he didn't break it. That's good. Which is, you know, something that can be reoccurring in big men. Mm-hmm. But also Jeez. a lot of people are like, you know, he's skinny. That's why he didn't, he hurt his foot. And it's like, how does that even make sense? <laughs> Usually the heavier you, heavier you are, yeah, the, the more, more foot problems yeah, you have. Yeah, weight dropping down on your ankles. So uh, Sam Presti met with the media today, and he said, if you asked me before the lottery, if you could have pick between, if you could pick between one or you could pick eight, or the other option is you could have Chet Holmgren, but you have to wait a year to get him. I would not let you finish that sentence. I would pick Chet Holmgren. <laughs> that's great. So. And I mean that, that's good. I mean, hopefully. So so in this situation, you know, he sits out the season. Um, so basically he's gonna win rookie of the year next year. Uh <laughs> depends on Victor. Mm. He's he's gonna pick that uh Super Chet. <laughs> he Super Chet. Is yeah. that what they call him? And that's basically what he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think because uh, that's the same who was that uh was in that same suit. It was Ben Simmons and uh Ben Simmons, Joel yeah. and B too. That's right, that's right. Ben that Simmons beat uh 
Donovan Mitchell. Dang, that's man, that get me all mixed uh, up. Blake Griffin also missed his rookie season, first season. He did. There's was, been quite a few people that have like a springboard so dunk or something. Didn't even. Yeah, it's not a uh, uncommon necessarily. But you just hate to see it, man. You really do. Yeah, Presty also said. Uh, uh, on comments that his frame makes him more susceptible to an injury like this. He said, I understand there's a lot of first-level thinking going on there. We can't really control that. It's a figment of ultimate reality. That's internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So, like, that's basically not what happened. Yeah. Said it's an acute injury. It's an impact injury. So, yeah. I mean, it's basically an injury that could happen to anyone. Yeah. It doesn't matter what his frame looks like. It's just, uh, I mean, I think, I think anybody. But now I have play- to hear about this for an entire year. Oh, and you will. You The, the same, the same cliff notes or the same uh, notes will be said about, oh, yeah, he needs to put on his weight. He's not strong enough. They see, this was going to happen. Every time he plays, he's bang up against these big plays. Yeah, you you definitely going to hear it for a little like, oh, time. LeBron ran into him and he broke. <laughs> it's like he hurt his foot. Yeah. I mean, what what can you do? Well, hopefully, a, a, well, speedy recovery. Obviously, but I know it's going to be a tough season for you, man. And I know your main, yeah, your main like focus could have been for better. O- yeah, your main focus for OKC is what now? Uh, keep SGA. Yeah. Whatever we have to do to keep SGA, trade a bunch of first round picks and get another star. I don't care what we have to do. We have to keep SGA. Just got to keep him happy. Yeah. That's all you got to do because I'm sure he. I mean, obviously he wants to play with him too. Because I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the locker room was excited. Everybody was looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I think if you keep him. You keep SGA happy, you get Chet back next year, and then you get another, you know, kind of high first-round pick. I think you can get into the playoffs. I think so, too. Josh Giddy is in his third year then. Dude, I, I really felt like y'all were going to be sniffing at those playoff spots I think we could have sniffed the play-in. I, th- I think y'all were going to sniff in the playoffs. I really do. The surprise some people, man. I, I, all it takes is a few upsets, change the whole course of the layout of the playoffs. So, I was looking forward to it. But that's, hey, you just got to get through this season. Just just one season. But, man. you know, if SGA's healthy and he plays, we're usually competitive when he plays. Yeah, y'all are. So, if he can y'all. stay healthy and Giddy takes, you know, a second-year jump, we'll still be competitive. We just probably won't be a playoff team. I mean, y'all beat us, like, every time y'all play. That's not a real. You know what? I need you to chill out. I need you to get your mind right for this 2002 NBA Double Tech redraft. We're going to start one through five when we get back. Who has first pick? You and me. Uh, it is you. Ha ha. You know who I'm picking. And I know who you're picking second. Yeah, probably. You may know who I'm picking third. Maybe. I don't know. It, it got fun. To be honest, this was, this actually turned out better than I thought. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, there wasn't necessarily 15 players. I think it's better than the 2000 draft. Yeah, I think so too. But it does fall off. <laughs> hey, well, we're, we're going 10 this time. So when we get back in the next segment, one through five of the Double Tech NBA redraft, right back here on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver. 2002 NBA redraft right here on Double Tech. It's about that time. I you got I, the number one overall pick. Oh, I got the number one overall pick. You're picking pick. for Houston. Oh, hang on. Dang, I forgot. Where's my team stuff? Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. I forgot. I, I usually have, like, the team that picked and everything right there, but yeah. I got my notes and everything. But, hey, without further ado, man, let's get to it. No hesitation. With the first pick. 
in the 2002 NBA Double Tech redraft, Houston selects Amari Stoudemire. Yes. Yeah, we kind of figured that I was going to be the case. The right hey, man, you, you know me. I'm always looking at like these guys' points to, uh, point totals. And I got to admit, this draft actually has a lot of guys over the 10K mark, which surprised me. But then you think about how long some of them played. But, yeah, Amari Stoudemire, 18.9 points a game. Six-time All-Star, this class Rookie of the Year. Amari Stoudemire was always a force, man. I, I think he he really benefited from, you know, of course, having a good point guard. But I feel like he was one of those guys you tossed it up there. And he was so athletic, like so athletic. And later on, he started to develop some good moves. Shoot. That's what I'm yeah, saying. He could shoot the mid-range, too. He, he had a nice little mid-range jump in, was was pretty versatile with the ball a little bit later down the line. But I, I really liked Amari Stoudemire. And then when he went overseas and dominated uh, where was he playing? What? Uh, he was playing in Israel, right? Yes. Yep, he was because he had grew like some long locks. Was he playing for Maccabi Tel Aviv? I do not somebody know. Else. Either way it goes, he had long flowing locks and he was like destroying everybody. So, yeah, Mario Stoudemire going first for me. So I, I think we both were probably going to have that one. Yeah, I believe that is the right pick. There's really It's really between two people in my opinion. It is. And we'll get to the other one in just a second. But... Uh, <laughs> I think we have maybe forgotten how good Amari was. Uh, like when he was with Phoenix, he was a top ten player in the league. I hate Amari Stoudemire because that's when like Phoenix was like a roadblock in the West. Like they they were they would beat so many people but can never get over the hump. Like they were always right there, and you didn't want to play them in the first round. But even if if you got past them, you were probably on your way to the championship or at least made it to the finals. But they were always one of the biggest roadblocks. Next to, of course, you know, Lakers and Spurs. It was like Phoenix right there. In 0405, he averaged 26 and 9. And then he only played three games the next year because he got hurt. Came back, averaged 20, 20 and 10, pretty much. 25 and 9, 22 and 8, 23 and 9. And he was a guy that played well in the playoffs, too. Because in 0405, in 15 games, he averaged 30 points and 11 rebounds. Oh, my gosh. And Dude. then the next year, he averaged 25 points, 12 rebounds, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 22 points, 7 rebounds. Yeah, he he could play. He really could. And um, maybe not remembered as fondly as he should be. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. And I think he has an argument to be a top 75 player of all time. Because Chris Webber was on top 75 of all time, right? Was he? No, I don't think he made it. He didn't make it? I don't think C-Webb made it. I think he may have been in that list of people that didn't make it. Because, you know, they were going down the line. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, uh, Grant Hill, a couple other players. I think C-Webb may have been on that list of guys who didn't make it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he made it. All right, he didn't make it. Oh, okay. He didn't make it. Okay. But anyway, um, think about it. Chris Webber or Amari Stoudemire? Who are you taking? Mm. Both guys had injury issues. Dude, I, I got to go with Amari. I would too. I got to go with Amari. And C. Webb was, was a beast. He really was. Those Sacramento teams were a problem. But just off pure athleticism and just speed and movement, I, I'm picking Amari probably nine times out of ten, <laughs> like, and, to be honest. And he was a, I think, a first or second all-NBA team guy. There for a couple years. Yeah. He made five All-NBA teams. Ooh. Which, you know, basically means he was a top 10 player in the league for five, five years. years. Yes. And that's, I, I think you said it, I think we forget how good he was because it was like, man. So, it's funny. I think we probably said this, whatever, what draft class was that? The Stroh Miles Swift was. 
was that in? was 2000. It was 2000. Yeah, we're talking about how Stromile wanted to be. He he couldn't quite get to that Amari stature, just as far as the type of player. I felt like he had potential to be that kind of guy, but you you can't teach that kind of athleticism that Amari had. It was insane. Like it it really was. Yeah, he could play. He really could. Uh, uh, originally, he did go ninth overall to the Phoenix Suns, as mentioned. Hey, good job, Phoenix. For real. Are you ready for this one? Yes. All right. With the second overall pick as the Chicago Bulls, I will select Yao Ming. Hey, Yao Ming. I thought you were going to go with uh, Dan DeKal, but uh, I guess you're going to With their original pick, they picked Jay Williams, who uh, Mm. unfortunately didn't have a long career. Yeah, got to, got to. You gotta stay off those motorcycles. You gotta stay off and those bikes, man. Especially if it's in your contract to do so. Gosh, dude. Uh, man. Unfortunately. It but he, he landed on his feet at least a few years later, and now he's with ESPN, of course. Yes. But I'm going to take Yao Ming second overall. This is really the uh, what if draft. Like, what if Amari Stoudemire stayed healthy? What could have been? I know. What if Yao Ming stayed healthy? What if Jay Williams didn't crash his motorcycle, they, you know? Because there's so many good players that. Although they were, you know, good in their own right, they could have been so much better. Yao Ming was an all-star every single year that he actually played. Now, you can say the last year in 2010-2011 where he only played five games, he shouldn't have been. <laughs> they, I would they, agree. Yeah, they they, they kind of wished him well on his last but, year. But Amari uh, uh, Stoudemire was Rookie of the Year, but in his rookie year, Yao Ming averaged 13 points and 8 rebounds. In his best season, he averaged 29 points and 9 rebounds. Uh, he averaged 22 and 10, 22 and 11. He he was a consistent double double threat. Oh, without question. And despite being you know seven six, he could shoot. He could shoot that mid range. Oh, dude, it, it's funny. I I love hearing Shaq talk about Yao Ming because he he really was a really good player. That even Shaq will admit it. It it kind of changed how he had to play. It, it definitely kept him on his toes because he could do a few of those other things that big men couldn't really do yeah kind of amazing um he did play 82 games his first two seasons and then he played 80 which is really good still 57 48 55 77 injured his foot and of course that was basically the end of his career but um he only has what are what are his totals he has less than 10,000 points in the league yep. he's a hall of famer right at 9,000 yeah but he kind of makes the hall of fame for you know his impact on basketball i think so too because uh, yeah, as far as numbers go, decent numbers, but definitely the 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 impact that he had on the league. And you can argue, you can say, you know, had he stayed healthy, you know, he would have been a Hall of Fame talent. I think so. I think that's clear. Yeah, I, I, I think so. So, but yeah, yeah. So Amari and Yao Ming, definitely the one and two. No surprises there. We ready for three? Yeah. Are we ready for three? I don't know if we are. I'm torn. I'm torn, but I'm not. Oh, Christian, I know who you're gonna pick. If Do you? I don't pick this. Uh, oh, okay, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna surprise you here with the third pick in the 2002 NBA Double Tech redraft. The Golden State Warriors select Karan Butler. Oh, yeah. I went somewhere else. I know you did, and I know where you went, and we'll get to that later. Dude, I was always a big fan of Karan. I Butler. like Karan Butler too. He's I, also got a really good story. He, oh, he has an amazing story, a really nice story. A movie-like story. There Doesn't could be have, a movie made of Did he life. have, like, a book, too? I think Probably he did. I think he did. 
But he had, I mean, when he came into the league, you know, he was with Miami for a little bit, but he had like some of his best years in Washington. Oh, like, yeah. He played for he the Lakers. He was a couple times. Yep, he played for the Lakers for a little bit. He won that uh, championship with the Mavs kind of later on in his career. But he, he, was, he was somewhat of a factor in that season where he won with the Mavs, averaged 12 points. But over his career, averaged 14 points a game, over 12,000. So he, he uh, topped that 10K mark. I love that 10K mark. But a two-time All-Star championship with the Mavs. While he was playing with Washington, he averaged 20 points, 20 points for a couple of seasons, 07 and 08. So, but now I, I've always liked Karan Butler. I like his game. I don't. He he always used to scare me because he was chewing on a straw all game, mm-hmm. which is always. I was like, dude, the dude has the hardest piece of gum ever. And then you realize he's chewing on a plastic straw. I'm like, that can't be safe. Like, what is going on? But yeah, but yeah, I was gonna go one way or the other. But I, I really, I was a fan of Karan Butler, so I went three with him. You remember his nickname? I can't. Tough Juice. Was it? Yeah. See, I can't. I can't even remember. Tough Juice. Yeah, I encourage anybody to look up his backstory though, if you haven't heard it, from uh, Racine, Wisconsin. Oh yeah. And uh, life could have went very different for him, man. But luckily, he had he had a good person that set him straight. Uh. Yeah, average 14 for his career, five rebounds, two assists, 43% from the field, 35% from um, three. He hopped around there a lot at the end, but I think he was still a good player. Yeah. I liked him when he came to OKC. I liked him that year. He was pretty good. Uh, Good playoff performer, too. Well, actually, he had a few good playoff performances, <laughs> I should say. He only shot 40% overall. That's all right. But I, I like Karan Butler. He's a good guy, I think. Okay, and, and, he, and a pretty solid player. Exactly. So, got Karan at three. You ready for your next pick? I am. I am picking Carlos Boozer. Hey, really? <laughs> Is that who you were picking between? No. Really? I, I, well, I'm going to pick who I was going to pick whenever you finish. You probably, I'll say this. I'm not mad at your pick, but I have a different pick, and you'll know if you kind of look. Yeah. But go ahead. This go ahead, is go ahead. for uh, Memphis, and to keep, to keep people up. Golden State Warriors originally select, selected Mike Dunleavy at three, and the Memphis Grizzlies, or yeah, Memphis Grizzlies selected Drew Gooden originally. <laughs> um, I'm selecting Carlos Boozer, of course. I don't mind that pick. Boozer, he was a good player for a while. He was. Now, he did play for the Cavs originally. I don't know what happened there. I guess Memphis traded him to the Cavs. I can't remember either. But um, he was an all-star twice for Utah. He averaged 21, he averaged 21 and uh, 10 there for a few years. Oh, yeah, him and... Uh, here for a four-year stretch yeah, in Utah. Because that was during uh, Darren Williams and him uh, era, wasn't it? Yeah, for a four-year stretch in Utah, he averaged 20 and 11. Oh, that dude was hooping. Yeah. There was a time when you could say... Don't say it out loud. They're the second coming of John Stockton and Carl Malone, and it wasn't absolutely insane. I do. I don't think that's wrong to say at all because I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people made that comparison. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane now, but it wasn't then. <laughs> dude, well, because, dude, they were a threat, and the thing about it, they just kind of fell into a slot where, you know, so many other teams were so good. They were having to battle the Lakers. I mean, Lakers, for one, they were having to deal with them a lot of the time, so... Yeah. You remember uh, what happened with him with the Cavs? Uh, no. So that was, of course, 0203 was the year before LeBron. 0304 
um, was LeBron's rookie year. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Boozer was the 35th overall pick. They had him as a restricted free agent or something, but yeah. they let the unrestriction go so they could give him more money or yeah. something. Usually a common practice, something like that. Yeah. And it's usually a you know a nod, nod, wink, wink. It's like, we'll sign you back. Well, Utah offered him more money. <laughs> oh, god! And they, he took the more money. Wow. He said, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Dang. Well, I mean, it wasn't terrible for his career, but, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It could have been a little different, you know, if LeBron was his teammate. could have been a lot different, but, wow, I didn't know it went that route, for real. Yeah. Uh, he said, wink, wink, and he, he winked all right. He also had a... Uh, I need the story of why he showed up to the Chicago Bulls game with the painted on hair. That was the worst thing Why did he think it was a good idea? Because he wanted to be a meme for the rest of his life. That's why he did it. Because it looks terrible. It looked awful. There's like, there's no way like you in the locker room thinking that was a good idea. How did, did his boys, teammates say something to him? They had to. They had to. It's like, dog, like, what is what that you on doing? your head? He's like, you like that, right? That's <laughs> like, nice. No. What? <laughs> no. And it looks even worse from like the wide shot. Like over here, you know those cameras are everywhere. And they're going to pick up on. everything. It's, it's so obvious. It's so bad. But hey, <laughs> he was ahead of his time. I'll give him that. Yeah. Because <laughs> now that's just like common practice now to just have a black up there and oh it looks bad i i can't do it man i just, just you gotta do it you gotta you gotta rock that boozer no i refuse i'm 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 ball and i'm gonna rock the ball <laughs> until the day i die i'm not gonna try to hold on to any hair up there how'd you like uh how'd you like boozer towards the end of his career with the los angeles lakers you know of course he was a shell of his former self he had a good game or two but he of course he couldn't do some of the things he was doing back in utah like he, even with you know some of the positions that we put him in to kind of thrive like he did in Utah, it just he wasn't the same player anymore. He he wasn't. That was, yeah, it was time for him. It was to time wrap for him up. to go. Yeah, it was it was time for him to wrap it up. I can't remember how much we paid him, but I think it was too much. Yeah, <laughs> that's a reoccurring theme of the Lakers in the hey, hey, you chill out. Let's let's get to this fifth and final of this segment. <laughs> you leave my Lakers alone. All right, with the fifth pick of the Double Tech redraft. Let me see. We had this selection. Oh, yeah. The Denver Nuggets select Tayshawn Prince. That's who I got. That's who you got? Yeah. See, I was torn between him and Carlos Boozer. You picked Carlos, and I kind of had Tayshawn a little higher. Just, just because I, I, as much as I disliked, because every time I think Tayshawn Prince, I think about that 04 Detroit Pistons team that yeah. spanked It's not his fault, y'all bullet. It's not. But he, Tayshawn was always such a great defender. Great. I always thought I liked his game. I liked his game a lot. And, you know, 11 points a game over the 10K mark, 11,000 per game, uh, four and a half rebounds, couple of assists, one-time champion, four-time defensive second team. I think he should have got first team a couple of times. But yeah, he was a really good defender. He was a fantastic defender. Um, But, yeah. I, he was I, never a, a great scorer. Nah. But he could he could knock, knock down some threes occasionally. And, I mean, like, like I said, he had his – you know, best seasons with Detroit. Yeah, you see Tayshawn, I think Detroit because of the money. He spent pretty much He spent most of his, of his season there, yeah, yeah so. or most of his seasons. Yeah, but after he left, he kind of hopped, went from Memphis, Boston to Detroit, or came back to Detroit for a little bit. But, but yeah, Tayshawn Prince uh, couldn't stand that Detroit team, but, boy, they 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 always had the the, the saying, oh, there's no superstars on this team. It's like, no, it, it's a bunch of stars on this team. Y'all just trying to downplay it. Well, because, they didn't. 
hey, you chill out. Like, no, was I don't. Ben Wallace the only All Star, or was Chauncey you, Billups the only? You got Chauncey, you got Richard they're not, Hamilton. They're not stars though. Tayshawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace, the dude. dude. Some, they're not stars though. But I don't like how they tried to act like they were just some bombs. It's oh, not. Yeah, they weren't bombs. No, and it's like they try to make it seem like it's just a bunch of role players on there. You had a freaking squad. Like the they had a good was, squad. Yes. So I, I didn't like how they tried to do that. Yeah, yeah working man team. Man. Ain't no stars on this team. Man, shut up. Shut up. Y'all got but um, Tayshawn did originally go 23rd overall, of course, to Detroit. Um, with the original pick, the Denver Nuggets selected Shkidisvili. Say that one more time. Uh, you remember Nicolo Shkidisvili? <laughs> oh, I do not. <laughs> Where is he from? Oh, yeah, Italy. That makes sense. Um, no, I have was, no idea who that his is. His nickname was Skeeter. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Yeah. I, I've I've seen some social media posts and people are like, not many teams in NBA history could beat the 2004 Pistons. I was like, mm, I think a lot could. Yeah, I think a lot could. Like, too. I think that Lakers team could have beat them. We should have beat them. But y'all kind of fell apart. And, of course, you know, Kobe and Shaq were on their outs and Carl Malone was uh, hurt. Yeah, he was hurt and Gary Payton was old. Yeah. We 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 had uh, definitely loaded up the Lakers for sure, but yeah, that that Detroit. I think that Pistons was more team. of like a, you know, the Detroit Pistons had so much chemistry, and the Lakers had none, none then. at all, without question. But nah, that that Detroit team was good. It was definitely their time because everything that needed to go right for them did because they and, play, they played well. They and then really they went to the finals next year and got waxed by the Spurs. Spurs wasn't playing with them. Yeah. They, they, they really weren't, and I'm glad that they beat them. <laughs> Even though some people say that was the most boring NBA Finals, did it go to seven games? Did it? I think it. I thought it. I thought it went to four. No, check it and see because I think it went to seven, and it was like, why is this so boring? But it's a seven game series. If I recall, it went seven games. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wouldn't be the first time or the last. I am looking at it now because I felt like it did go seven. Yeah, because I was like, okay. These games aren't interesting to watch, but it's it's great basketball, but it just wasn't that entertaining. Maybe it was still sour grapes for me not having the Lakers in it that year and getting beat by Detroit, but I remember that very well. But yeah, shout out to Tim Duncan. Yep, finals MVP there. <laughs> Man, because yeah, I, oh, I couldn't stand that Detroit team. But, but yeah, Stacia Prince, that's who I got at five. So we have our top five thus far. I think... Uh, <laughs> Let me, let me see. Let me scratch this out. Okay. The, these next five, I don't even know what to say about them. They're, they're names. <laughs> you've heard of them. Oh, yeah. You've definitely heard of them. One you've actually already mentioned, and we'll uh, we'll get to that later. But uh, when we come back, six through ten of the 2002 NBA redraft right here on Double Tech. Welcome back to Double Tech. Taking you back to 2002. Christian said this is his favorite song. All of our songs have been 2002. I haven't heard this song since around 2002, probably. <laughs> really, really good song. Santana always had some good songs with some nice artists. 
This is uh, Michelle Branch. Thanks. I think you're right. What did she sing? I can't write. That's what I was about to say. What's her other song? I'm glad you thought about I, it. I will I find it out. I'm pretty sure it's Michelle Branch. But yeah, Santana always had the hits where he's just back there doing his thing. Just playing the guitar? Just let it ride, man. Oh, everywhere. Okay, I know exactly what that is. And all you wanted. How did everywhere go? I forgot. Let that ride. That's a, that's a jam right there. <laughs> there. She was hot there for a little bit. A little bit. Oh, yeah, I remember this song. How'd it go? I remember this song. Um, It's, uh, you're everywhere to me. Okay. Okay, that's I know one. exactly. Oh, see, that's what I thought that's what it was, but I couldn't really remember, to be honest. When I close my eyes. That's, that's the jail. That is a banger. Nah. Underrated banger <laughs> by Michelle Branch. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Right now, we're at the uh, the halfway point of our top 10 in the redraft of 2002. And I believe, Christian, is it on you? Yes. It I is. have the sixth overall pick. You picked Tayshawn Prince at five. You bet I did. With the sixth overall overall pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Nene. Hey, Nene. Did you say Nene or Nene? I, I always said Nene. I said Nene until someone said Nene, and I'm like, oh, so it's Nene, not Nene. Now, I've heard people say it both ways, and I never really knew which one it actually was. I know? think it's Nene. I think it's Nene also. Yeah, because I feel Sounds like... Sounds better than Nene. Yeah. <laughs> it's Nene. Yeah, I, I think it's Nene, though. I'm pretty sure you're right. He had a dance named after him. You bet he did. All the, all the kids were doing it. Yeah. Anyway, it <laughs> wasn't named after him. But uh, <laughs> Nene originally, of course, played for Denver. He was a problem. This pick went to Denver. I don't know how. But uh, I always liked him. He went seventh overall original. All right, so he's right so there. So he's one up. Yep, moved up a little bit. Dude, I did too, man. He, he was a hard worker for sure. And he was in the league for a long time. He was. He played all the way until 2018-2019. Dang! <laughs> Who does he think he is, LeBron James? Yeah, he's 36 or? years old. <laughs> oh, and he man. had some good moments, I think, for the Rockets in the playoffs. Yeah. I believe. Let's see. What? Oh. They couldn't. Somehow, uh, people couldn't stop him in one game. I remember that. <laughs> like, Nene just randomly went off. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could count on him to get you about, you know, 10 points, five rebounds there for about a decade. Mm-hmm. And he he was kind of a enforcer type. Or at least he looked it. <laughs> he was. He was. Especially, I mean, that run. He was part of that. He was part of those Denver teams that should have been a lot better than what they were. Exactly. Yeah. Which they made the Western Conference font. No, they didn't, did they? They never they, made. Did they, they make did. the Western Conference font? Yeah, they played the Lakers. Got, got beat by the Lakers. Yep, because it was the battle between. But it was Mello sort of close. The first couple of games, I think the Lakers ended up winning four two. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I, you're right. But I think that first, yeah, the 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 back and forth between Melo and, and Kobe. How was good, good could the Nuggets could have been if Dem- if Denver had a better coach than George Carl? Oh man, dude! I feel like George Carl always kind butted heads with his players or something. That's what. I, what is that about? Like, like for real, it seems like that's that's the last thing you want is your players talking about you badly once they leave. Like, I know everybody can't be pop. That goes without saying. But I think George Carl kind of wanted to have that pop vibe, but he just it didn't He's work out. He's not pop. He's not pop. There's only one pop. Yeah, boy. Tell you. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you're right. If they would have had a different coach, that could have changed everything. Because, boy, they, they had the pieces. 
My goodness, then. <laughs> yes, uh, I found it in an A game. <clears throat> so it was in 2017 in the Western Conference Finals, of course, against my OKC Thunder. Um, <laughs> this was the year after Kevin Durant left. Oh, wow. 2017. Yeah. Dang. So it was just Russ and crew, I think. Mm. There was no Paul George yet. Nah, nah. It, 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 was, Russ and, it was Russ and Victor, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo, yep. Mm-hmm. And Sabonis. He had 28 points, randomly. <laughs> he was feeling it. Like, wow. Like, seriously. I think that's his playoff career high. I can see that. It is. Jeez. Just looking through scores. Yeah, that's his playoff career high. Oh, man. Came when he was like 35 years old. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I liked Nene. He was a good player. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, I like I like that's all, that's all I got to say about <laughs> No, I, I like Nene too, but yeah, though those uh Denver squads, yeah, they were a problem without question, but they just couldn't quite get over that hump. All right, what was that? Uh that was a sixth pick? That was pick six. Oh boy, here, here we go. With the seventh pick, the New York Knicks. No, that's not right. That was a sixth pick? Okay, yes. Now this is the seventh pick. Okay, yes. I saw Nene again and I got confused. I was yeah. like, wait, that's not right. But that's Nene's actual position. But in the double tech redraft in the seventh pick, I selected Mike Dunleavy. All right. He originally went third overall. I didn't have him. You didn't have him at all? No. Well, I'm intrigued to see what other name you uh, have. Don't tell me yet, because we're going to get to it in a little bit. But I do. Mike Dunleavy, especially in Indiana, I mean, he was a, I can't say scoring machine, but he had his best years while he was in I think in he Indiana. averaged 19 points a game one year. Yeah, yeah, he did. 19 points a game. And overall, 11.2 points a game, four assists, 2.2. And, was a good shooter. And I will give him a nod, because he got a championship just recently because he's an executive with golden state yeah he is i forgot about that so he just got that ring so i almost give him a pat on the back on on top of having a nice nba career he just got that ring he was a good three-point shooter although he did have some seasons where inexplicably he didn't shoot well from three yeah um he had a 28 percent season he had 31 percent season another 31 percent season and that's pretty much it. Just three random seasons where he didn't shoot good. But the rest of me shot well. He did. Like, what was going on those seasons? So, yeah, no, I, I like Mike Dunleavy. But, yeah, I got to give him props for that executive ring. That's Played big for time his right there. father, didn't he? Yeah, uh, when he was in, uh, was it Indiana? I think it was Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Should say sixth overall, which I I took Nene, was originally Dewan Wagner, who was an extremely good high school player. Yeah. And pretty good at Memphis. But uh, I think he had colitis or something. It pretty much ended his career. Jeez, I knew it was cut short. His but I didn't know his it was. son is the number one player next year, I think, really? in high school. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, his son's really good. But uh, and then seventh overall, like I mentioned, and they originally went. So now we're at eight. We are at eight. And I am taking Luis Scola. Hey, Luis Scola. Okay. Originally, the 56th overall pick at number eight originally is Chris Wilcox went. He was in the league for a long time. <laughs> you, you didn't want to re-pick him? No. Uh, <laughs> Luis Scola, he had, a, he had a pretty good career. He had a really good career. He I mean, did. he was 56th overall pick. Uh, for his career, he averaged 12.7 rebounds. Didn't actually come into the league until 2007, 2008 because he was playing overseas. Played a lot overseas. And he only played in the league for, let's see, I, I shouldn't say only, but it was nine seasons. Yeah. 
his best year, he averaged 18 points, 8 rebounds. I mostly remember him with Houston. I think those are his most memorable years. Oh, most definitely. Uh, I think he was part of the T-Mac Houston for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a solid player. I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. I think Argentinian, uh, like yeah. uh, Manu Ginobili. <laughs> you sound like a NBA Live when you say uh, Ginobili. Emmanuel Ginobili. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, what we at number. That was eight. That was eight. Oh goodness, it's coming down to it. With the ninth pick in the 2002 NBA Double Take Redraft, let's see who had that selection. The Phoenix Suns, who originally picked Amari Stoudemire, he's no longer available, so I can't pick him. So I'm going to go. Mm, I'm gonna go Matt Barnes. Yeah, he's he's around here for me. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go Matt Barnes. I'll tell you who else I thought about, but I'll let you decide because you probably have them. You may not because you didn't have uh Mike Dunleavy. So yep. you may have a couple names that I don't. Matt Barnes, I mean, we were just talking about enforcers. He he's just one of those guys, role players, defensive. He, he was a really good defensive player. His, his averages were okay, eight point two a game. NBA champion in two thousand seventeen with the uh, Golden State. That's correct. Yeah, because he was a uh, part of that team. Yeah, I don't know if he had an extreme role. I don't think he did, but that's crazy because I'd actually, especially com- during the playoffs, completely forgot that he was on that goal. He played in ball. twelve games in the playoffs and played five minutes per game, so no, he didn't. Hey, he got that ring though, Chris. He did get a ring. He got that ring, but yeah, Matt Barnes. He played for the Lakers for a little bit. He's probably most known for a pump faking the, the ball in Kobe's face and. Kobe's not, not flinching. It's the yeah. greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, but no, man, Matt Barnes, he he played his role. He, he was that guy that if he was on your team, you liked him. If he wasn't, you couldn't stand him. It's pretty Patrick Beverly of him. But. Yeah, I think he told the story. He was on that 0-9-10 Orlando team that got beat by the Lakers, correct? Yeah. Yep. And then Kobe recruited him to the Lakers because he liked the way he played. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they they didn't win a ring after that. No, he yeah. didn't. No, because 2010, 2011, you got beat by the Mavs. Yes. And he had a feud with uh, my boy Derek Fisher, but that's a, he did. That's a whole other story. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna get in there. We're talking basketball. Take, yeah, that would take a while. We're talking basketball, Christian. But yeah, that's my number nine. I got Matt Barnes. You ready for this final pick, Christian? I am. Are you ready for this final pick? All right, this is a little tough. I'm gonna go Drew Gooden. Hey, okay, so you did go the route I was thinking. Okay. It was between him and Udonis. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> Drew Gooden was, I mean, he was not amazing, but he was good. Yeah. For his career, he averaged 11.7 rebounds. Uh, He had a really, 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 really bad haircut <laughs> with the patch in the back of his head for some reason. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know why. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> I really don't. But uh, his best year, he averaged 14 points and nine rebounds. That was for the Cavaliers in 0405. And I mean, he was just a solid player for about 10 years. Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, you, uh, I couldn't have put it any better. Solid player for a chunk of time. And I mean, you know the name, but I think, uh, what's this, 02, this draft class pales in comparison to the one we have coming up. Yeah, 03 <laughs> draft classes, of course, great. There's some other notable names that you would know, like Udonis Haslam, who's still in the league, yeah. actually just resigned this year, makes the Heat uh, contenders, in I my think, opinion. I think my brother's going to kill me for not including him in the uh, in my redraft. Yeah, Udonis, Udonis was good. 
He was a good player. He was. For a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he has coasted for about five years. No, you can't say that, man. He's he's a player coach. He's, he's, he's that guy. He's that locker room leader. Would you consider him a locker room leader? He is, but he needs to be wearing a polo on the side instead of taking up a roster spot. I honestly think you are correct, and I don't know why he has not yet. I guess, I guess you know what? Didn't I see something about the statement where he said, you know, he's trying to get that 20 and this will be his 20 right here i guess but why is he the one that gets 20 like he was he was not amazing player but so the fact that he can that's why he's going to yeah his best season he averaged 12 points and nine rebounds for 0708 miami um in these last let's see we'll start in 16 17 all the way through 2021 2022 he has played 58 games for seven minutes per game you say what now 58 games, seven minutes per game since 2017. Oh, my. That's, uh, man. He has not played, like, at all. And then in 2015-16, he played 37 games for seven minutes. The last <laughs> season he actually played was 2014-15. Man, dude, that long ago? Which was, was that? 2014? That was the year after LeBron left, right? 2014-15? I think so. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah, it was. I think. Anyway, um, so he's basically just got a contract every year since then, and the way he explained it was he took a paycheck, pay cut from Miami, so they could get the big three. Yeah, like he had forty million dollars on the table or something, and he took less so he could stay with Miami and get the big three. Yeah, and they've been giving him money back since then. Nice. So, hey, if, if he, if, whatever, they, if they're paying back what they owe, then they respect. But man, just dude, they they can they can give you an insane salary and you can be an assistant coach or something like yeah, just you know have like a bonus in there, some random bonus for some random reason, you know, like you say you're taking up a roster spot. But uh, hey, the, the city loves them though. Yeah, John's uh, some other notable names: John Salmons, who once averaged like 15 points a game for I remember, Chicago. I remember John Salmons. He had, yeah. he had a few good years. Uh, Razul Butler, rest in peace. He was in the league for a long time. Oh man, he he hopped around quite a bit. And Smush Parker. Freaking smush. You know, I wasn't picking him. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I wasn't picking Smush Parker. I was um, skip right over that. <laughs> Man, smush, smush Parker. Golly. Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, boy. This is just a whole. Man, what was, don't get me started. Well, that's the top 10. Or top 10. That's the 10 redraft of 2002 when we get back. I think next, next week we will do 15 for 2003. Possibly so. <laughs> I think there's a strong chance we will do 15 because, man, that class is loaded. Man, that's, ooh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited for that. When we get back, I got some good ones for Christian. You know what we've been doing during this draft? We've been picking random draftees from random draft years and seeing if Christian can get it. We'll be right back on Double Tech. <laughs> Welcome back to Double Tech, 
HB, Mr. Weaver. Final segment of this week's edition of Double Tech. 2002 NBA redraft in the books. But now, got to pick Christian's brain real quick. Christian, are you ready for this? I am ready. Are Let's you do it. mentally prepared for what's about to happen? I don't think this will be as bad, though. All right. Mentally prepared. Mentally prepared. All right. Let's see what we got here. It's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? Okay, what we've been doing since we've been doing the redrafts, I've just been kind of grabbing random players who were drafted during the 2000 up to the 2020, I guess, NBA drafts. So this week, we're going to do the second pick, which we have done, but I'm going to do some different years. See if I can catch it off guard real All quick. Right. So Christian, I need the second pick in the 2008 NBA draft. 2008 NBA draft. All right. I can tell you who went first. Is it Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose went first. All right. This guy. I'm not, I can't tell you his college yet. I can't tell you who drafted him because that's just too easy. You may have to. All right. I guess I'll give you his college. Well, well you know. Michael Beasley. Oh, good job. You didn't even let me get it out. Good job. Michael Be- Beasley from... Kansas State. Yes, sir. And he was drafted he was by the Heat. Yes. What? You get bonus he was, points for that. I get he was chance. crazy in college. Dude. Like really good. It's really amazing how he never panned out. But see, it's 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 insane because I mean he had his own issues that he was dealing with. But you watch him just playing even now. Yeah, he's he's, he's good. good. Like he's really good. I think if he got a shot, he he isn't playing in the big three or anything, is he? I'm not sure. Because I feel like Cube need to give him a call. Because, I mean, he's one of those guys, kind of like Joe Johnson, that just still just beats up on people. Yeah, there was always talks when he was with the Heat and LeBron was too, that he would beat LeBron one-on-one every dude, time. Dude, because he, I'm watching him play. This dude is insanely good no, he just could one-on-one. And I don't know why, like, in college he was a rebounder. Like, yeah. he averaged 26 points and 10 rebounds or something like that. Man. But when he got to the NBA, he stopped doing it. Like, he was just about buckets. Yeah. And it's like, you could have been so good on defense and rebounding and scoring. And scoring, yes. And he definitely could have been that threat. But, yes, shout out to Michael Beasley. Hope he's doing well. All right, next one up. We're just going to go one year up. 2009, second pick. Who you got? That was Blake Griffin. That was Blake Griffin. The second overall pick. Is it Hashim Thabit? Yes, it is. Fresh out of of, UConn. And he was drafted by? The Memphis Grizzlies. (laughs) And they gave up on him within like a year and a half. Yeah, they did. Like they, because I, I remember, I was like, dude, like let's toss him to the side that fast. Man, he did stink though. You know, you gotta give. He him had time more though. personal fouls than points in his career, I believe. How is that possible? <laughs> he couldn't score. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane! More personal fouls than points. Good gracious! All right, here we go. Let's keep it moving forward. Actually, I think I did this year, but I don't think I did this draft number. 2012. Anthony Davis. Yes, sir. So who went number two that year? All right. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, fresh out Teammates of. Teammates at Kentucky. Yes, and he was drafted by? The Charlotte Lawrence. <laughs> this guy's insane. Oh, man. All right, one more last one. Good gracious day. So you're impressing me today. You're doing good. I'm loving this. 2014. All right. That was... Andrew Wiggins. Yes, it was. The second overall pick was... Man, who went second overall that year? It's toughy. Fresh out of... I don't even want to tell you. 
But if I tell you, you're probably going to get it. Is he still in the league? No, he is not. He's not in the league anymore? (laughs) It's just 2014. That's only eight years ago. (laughs) No, no, yes, he is. Okay. Um, Don't look. Yes, yes, he is. I swear, I can't remember who he plays for if he is. Let me look. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a bit of a blank on here. Yeah, he's still in the league. Is he? Yeah, he's still in the league. What am I thinking? (laughs) Yeah, I'm drawing blank here, though. You want me to tell you who it is? Don't tell me who it is. Just give me him. Okay. Like, tell me who he played. <laughs> I feel bad uh, for saying he wasn't in the league. Uh, fresh out of Duke. Drafted by. Jaleel Okafor. No, sir. Drafted by Milwaukee. Oh, Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Who I said he wasn't in the league anymore. I feel bad. He's not. <laughs> He's not? No. For real? I don't think so. No. no, but he played last season. I think season, he played he? a little bit for the Celtics last year. Okay. See, I don't feel so bad. I was like, because I looked, and I'm like, okay, I nah, see. he's this. been in and out of the league for a few okay. years. All right, see. Injuries. Okay, so I don't feel so bad now because I just completely rolled him right off. Said, no, he's not in the league anymore. And that look is like, crap, he was playing for Boston last year. But he didn't play that much. Okay, I don't feel so bad. But you did good. If Jabari Parker is the only one that you had to stop on, then I'd say that was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I like Jabari Parker. Good. I thought he was going to be good. Good job. Well, apparently it didn't work out so well. It didn't. Here we go. Alley-oops and flagrant fouls. All right, I guess I'll knock out mine real quick. My alley-oop goes to Katie and the Brooklyn Nets. I'm glad they got it done. Let's get it taken care of. Seems like I guess everybody is on good terms. We'll find out when the season starts. I feel like just everything that was said and done just kind of felt like power plays on both sides. I think they're both in a better position being together because it's freaking Kevin Garnett. So, of course, you don't want to— Kevin wanna... Durant. Who I say? Kevin Garnett? Yeah. You know what I mean. Kevin— <laughs> I was about to say Kevin Garnett again. Kevin Durant— and yes, good job with Brooklyn. Keeping him loggy is good to go. My flagrant foul, it's tough, man. Your boy Chet, his yeah, injury. It there's, sucks. there's really nothing else to say about it. It's you, you hate to see it happen, especially for someone that, I mean, everybody was looking forward to a season this year. More You more so than the average person because he played for your squad. So that's where my flagrant goes. Hopefully he can recover, come back better than ever, and have a great next season. Uh, I'm going to give my alley to Zion Williamson, who is – cleared to play and is going to play on the first game of this se- this season. You shut your face. Yes. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, man, I got, I can't wait to see. Yeah, how's, he, how's he looking? I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw him at like Comic-Con because he was dressed as the uh, Hokage. Nice. Because he's anime. a big fan of anime and Naruto. Hey, that's good, man. I like that. Yeah. He, uh, he estimated that 75% of the NBA watches anime. That sounds about right. I can see that. Yeah. I think, well... More and more young people are just watching these days. Yeah. It's become more of a popular thing to do. Back when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. It was not. Oh, yeah. They, it's funny. They, they looked at us crazy for watching Dragon Ball Z. We didn't care. It was like, mm, this show is fantastic. Yeah. You need to get like us and watch this. This is the greatest show on TV right now. What is wrong with you? It's a cartoon. No, it's anime. Uh, it's different. Yeah, I always say with anime, like, there's something that you would like in anime. Oh, like, yeah. No matter what kind of genre you like, there's something you would like. Oh, yeah. It's just you don't want to give it a chance. Yeah. And that, that's okay if you don't watch anime. But hey, I'm just saying. I, hey, get your free trial of Crunchyroll. Just go through a few different shows. There's there's something for everybody in my house, and everybody watch something different. So there you go. Yeah, my <laughs> wife watches too. That's but, um, like, Death Note is probably the entrance anime. Like Death Note? Yeah. It's really good. I still haven't watched it. You need Note. to watch Death Note. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Flagrant Foul. I'm going to give it to the, uh, the Chet Holmgren situation, of course. Uh... I'm going to say that when he gets healthy, 
probably no more playing pro am games. Yeah, probably out of the out of the picture for him. I feel like the whole discussion of pro am games after this injury, it's gonna. Be I think something. I think there's gonna be a lot of people pull out and be like, oh, yeah, I think so. Too. Even though it's it's kind of unfortunate because it could have happened to anybody, and it it can happen in practice. Like it's just a you know. He landed wrong on his foot. That's oh, all it was. No, you're 100% correct. But unfortunately, it wasn't one of these yeah. games. So, yeah, that's... And that, the optics look bad because the game had to be stopped shortly afterwards because they deemed this court was unsafe because yeah. of condensation. Yes, it's all juicy. And it's like, yeah. come on People now. People were slipping. It's yeah. like, what are we doing, man? Yeah, that's... That, and I hate it because that was at uh, Jamal Crawford's event, right? Yeah, crossover. Right? Dang. So but that, she had already played in the crossover like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He was just back to play again. Mm, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, you, you hate to see it because it has... I will say it's been fun because it's, it's been so many big events. Oh, LeBron's playing out here. Oh, LeBron and DeMar DeRozan, they're, they're out here. Kyrie's out here. So that, that's really cool. DeJounte Murray bouncing balls off people's heads for some reason. <laughs> I know. Him and your boy Pablo. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. They did bury it, though. They did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did see him kind of hugging, dapping it up. But, oh, man, keep that same energy. Bring it into the season. Can't wait when they match up against each other in the season. <laughs> so. But yeah, man, it, it really is unfortunate. But yeah, there's there's gonna be lots of conversations about what they're gonna do and who's not playing. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. It sucks. You got this classic. Uh, this music soul child. Yeah. What? It excite me with music soul child. Wrapping it up for this 2002 edition of Double Tech. So next show, it's going down. It's going to be serious. The 2003 redraft. One of the best draft classes of all time? Yes, definitely. It's up there. Probably. 84, 96, and 03, probably the top three. I think, dude, that's good. We need to do all three of those. Maybe. Maybe. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, well, after uh, 2003s, we'll see what we want to do. Because then we're going to start getting a little bit closer to the season. Shows may start shift up, but I would love to do 96 and 84. Yeah, we could probably do that before the season starts. We may have to do that. We have to do that. Well, that was a good show, Christian. I enjoyed myself. If you're anywhere around the station as a whole, you know there's a different season getting ready to start. So it's a madhouse around here. So I'm I'm so grateful that we can get in here and talk some NBA action in the midst of all this football action. Yeah, um, a lot of spots being voiced, a lot of uh, production being done. It's, it's kind of hectic around here. There's a strong possibility that if you listen to either one of our stations, you'll probably hear either one of us, us multiple times. Probably. Talking about a bunch of random gobbledygook. It's a lot going on. <laughs> but it's fun times, and we thank y'all so much for tuning in to Double Tech. Join us next week the 2003 NBA Redraft. Y'all have a great one. Look that you different, yeah. Lately I gotta watch what I say Cause you take things personal nowadays Now you get mad, damn, I just want my friend back.